Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Hi everyone, Susan Finch, your host from Rooted in Revenue. And did you know that a recent study found that 54% of companies with a strong coaching culture are classified as high performing organizations compared with only 29% of those without a coaching culture? Why does this matter? Well, we want you to be successful. I'm always trying to bring guests on that will help you be successful. And today I have brought back my friend Rob Brodo from Advantix. And we had done a series several months back. And I'm finding and I'm hearing more and more about companies that are failing, but it isn't because they have poor products. It isn't because they are underfunded. It's because they don't have everybody in place doing what they should be doing. And they haven't been coached is what it comes down to. People are just, they cut their budgets and it's like marketing and coaching, pff, that goes out the door. Let's put it more into this and that, or, you know, cutting heads or something else. But why are we, why are we not coaching? So Rob, I'm bringing you back so we can talk about, this is one of the product offerings you have. And no, this is not an advantage, you know, infomercial, but it's to give you all something to think about where the holes are, what can be remedied, without a lot of pain, just by thinking a little differently and reviewing what are you actually doing and how effective it is. Rob, welcome. Thank you, Susan. It is always a pleasure to be with you. I look forward to our conversation. As you said, this isn't an infomercial. This is truly a conversation where we're going to discuss a whole bunch of things around coaching, what's working, what's not working, and hopefully giving the audience some real good things to think about. Some of the main things I want to cover is coaching dialogue, yep. coaching effectiveness, and the approach. Because yep. people might think, well, my company is different than everybody else's, so mine's going to be so unique. No, it's really not. <laughs> there are some basics. Yeah, we, need, we have some nuances for every type of company, depending on the leadership path and different things. But the main coaching for leadership is about the same, correct? Um. Yes and no, actually. Okay. And, and let me let me share with you the no part. All right. The no part is strategy dependent. And this is where I think companies make huge mistakes up front. They all think that, oh, yeah, let's have a similar approach to coaching. And there are a couple of great coaching frameworks out there that we'll talk about in a little bit. However, your company's strategy is going to be different than your competitor strategy or the strategy of different types of companies in different industries. So, for example, what am I talking about? Your company strategy might be around innovation and product leadership, saying in my marketplace, my value proposition to my customers is I'm going to have the best product. I'm going to invest in R&D. I'm going to invest in marketing. You, Mr. Customer or Ms. Customer, you're going to know it's the best product. Or they may have a strategy. It's not necessarily about the product. It's about the customer service. It's about the relationship. Or I may have a strategy. I have a really good product, but it's going to compete at the lowest possible price because you know what? You're the type of customer who appreciates threshold value, but you have a very limited budget for this. Mm -hmm. Those are three very distinct strategies. The mistake that companies make is their coaching approach is the same. They're setting the wrong goals and objectives. 
They're coaching to the wrong goals and objectives. They're giving feedback to the wrong goals and objectives, not in support of the strategy. And that's one of the biggest things that I lift up when I work with clients on coaching. Give me an example. I want to hear a turnaround story. Absolutely. I'll give you a, gr- a great one, one that I've been working with a client over the last year or so. This is an organization. They're in the, let's call it the chemical industry, some specialty chemicals, core chemicals, but they're a very big, very important provider to their customers of chemicals. And so they kind of lost their way strategically in terms of their value proposition. Hmm. Were they the innovators? Were they all about customer service or were they all about competing on price? And the answer, unfortunately, was yes, meaning they were stuck in the middle. They were stuck in the middle. A new CEO came in a few years ago, great leader, really very clear in the aspirational vision of bringing this company back to being thought of as the most innovative company in their marketplace, set a strategy. Now, we had to develop a global coaching simulation that helped every manager coach towards the new strategy, that strategy of being the best in the market, because you have to make decisions as leaders on what materials am I using? What's my marketing message? How much money am I investing in R&D? And having those conversations and sometimes difficult conversations around alignment. And so almost two years later, we've seen a significant difference in the business. Revenues are up. Profit is up. The culture has changed. We developed a multi-season simulation for them, all about coaching and to help them have those conversations. So there's a great example. I like what you were talking about. You brought to mind strain over time. Yeah, We can start out very clear and structured and effective, but as management changes and information is not passed down. We talked about that in the previous episode. Yeah. That it gets lost and you fill in gaps and you kind of stray and it becomes more scattered. So of course, less effective. Yeah. Many companies forget to over time review how that's being done. What is that process? Is there still a process? Did we even know about the process? And maybe it's time to fine tune it, re-implement it and review it. But the other part that you brought up that really sticks with me, rings so true, is the alignment conversation. Mm -hmm. And I see this in everything. I even see it in podcasting. It's one of the things that I teach in my classes. Before they do anything, everybody has to be on board with what the overall goal is. Right. And you need to ask them, what do you think it is? And you, you might be shocked. It's like, are you kidding me? Shocked. What? And until everybody's in alignment, everybody's not going to buy in and go towards the same unified goal. Yeah. And everything we do has to check back to that. So without this coaching, without these conversations, that will never happen. Correct. I'll throw something into the mix here. Too many organizations are spending a lot of money on coaching, training, and models and frameworks. And there's a couple really good ones out there. I particularly like the Grow Coaching model because I think it's very pragmatic. There's another one called the SBI, Situation, Behavior, Impact. And those are frameworks. Those are tools that you use to structure the conversation. But the problem is 
if you are having the wrong conversation because you're not aligned around what the heck are we trying to achieve here? You literally are giving coaching to achieve the wrong objectives. It's bewildering to me, but companies, large global organizations have kind of fallen off of that path of alignment and lots of reasons why. So let's go through then. I know you and I like to keep these short and punchy. Yeah. I would love to come up with a checklist for people to at least review in their heads, review with their teams or same level management so they know, hey, we're in trouble. Yeah. What would a checklist look like for you or at least a place to start? Yeah, a, a place to start to me would be an assessment of your business unit, your team, your direct reports, and are you actually achieving the goals and objectives you're setting out to? And if you are, great, then everything's working. Does that mean you shouldn't investigate making it better? No, but you know that's a place to start. If you're not doing well, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling bewildered, why aren't people doing what they're supposed to be doing? Then I would step back and I would ask a couple of questions. First of all, well, why? Why the misalignment? Does everybody understand what is our strategy? Does everybody, I'm talking about at a, at a business perspective, does everybody understand what our business is trying to achieve in terms of goals and objectives? And then you start to push it down to individual performance. Are we creating the right goals and right objectives for people that are realistic, that can be accomplished? And then when they are not doing the things that they need to do, are we then giving that sort of coaching? Are we having those conversations where we're setting the right goals? We're being realistic about what are the situations? What are the opportunities for improvement? And then how are we doing the right follow-up? Because all too often what I'm also seeing is, oh, Susan, you know what? We need to have a conversation. You're a little bit off track. Go do this. And then there's no follow through. And so those are the sorts of, to me, the checklist of, of what you have to do. I think sometimes those fall under that topic we talked about earlier, those difficult conversations, and it shouldn't. But no. that follow up, people don't yeah. like to follow up. Right. Because they don't want to be disappointed. That's true. That's true. I think it's it's they don't want to be disappointed. They don't want to have an even harder conversation if it's not working. <laughs> yes. um, and they're busy. And so it's easier to live in the moment and to check a box yes. than to be a strategic leader and seeing two or three moves down the road. And that's hard. And that's what good coaches do. Well, that is a wonderful initial evaluation, at least, that you've given to people. Thank you very much. We will continue this conversation. Our next episode in this series is psychological safety simulations. And that one just has me so curious. I can't wait. If you missed the first one, the first one was about new manager business leadership. And you want to check that one out in all episodes featuring Rob Brodo because you bring so much to the show and you bring so many Wonderful things for us to think about that we can actually take action to improve our businesses of any size. Maybe I'm not an Advantex customer because I don't fit your criteria. Yeah. But their website, go to Advantex.com. It is such a ridiculous resource of beautiful free things to give you things to think about. It's like, well, maybe I need to find a coach. Maybe I need to find a book that has all these conversations in it. Go through it piece at a time. 
to figure out what you need to improve your businesses. And and Susan, with that, I'll add one more quick thing. Sure. I'm just putting the final touches on a three-part blog series that will be free and available on the website. It's called Making Yourself Indispensable. And the whole theme of it is you know, things are getting a little tight here and lists are being made. What are some of the things that you can do as an individual contributor, as a leader to make yourself indispensable? And some of the things that we've been talking about uh, in terms of coaching, being an effective leader, creating an environment of psychological safety, I give some tips and hints about that. So that's going to be on our website as well. That just triggered such a great memory for me making yourself indispensable. There is a difference, folks, between that and withholding information, thinking that makes you valuable if only you know how to do it. That is not how you make yourself indispensable. That's a whole nother episode just on the difference between those two things and that it's okay to share your knowledge. You will not lose power or value. Rob, thank you again for being on the show. Folks, you can find us on all your favorite podcast apps. Look for Rooted in Revenue. We would love for you to subscribe and you want to learn more about Advantix, go to Advantix, A-D-V-A-N-T-E-X-E.com. Do a search for Rob Brodo. You'll find them. The two things will go together and you can get all of these valuable resources. Thank you again. Thanks, Susan. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.